1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers lose at home for the first time under Steven Gerrard As Alfredo Morelos is sent off again against Aberdeen Celtic are held to a one-all draw at Motherwell After seven changes to the team Including a return for Scott Brown And this all means Kilmarnock are top After keeping their fine run of form going I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Just when you thought Gordon that this season Couldn't throw up any more stories or drama we have last night's round of fixtures We have Aberdeen beating Rangers Which was a, a result not many could see coming We had decisions in those games that people will question We also have Celtic at Fur Park Which looked to be on easy street But eventually blown it in the last few minutes And all that leads to is Kilmarnock going to the top of the league Midway through, well at the start of December It's a remarkable achievement for Steve Clark's men There is drama to come And what a month We've got another, what, four or five fixtures in this month That could be very, very crucial come the new year Yeah, you've got to say congratulations to Kamarnock What a fantastic achievement going Everybody's talking about Real Rangers were top of the league Celtic will go and win it Yes, we still think the, the big two will be there but for Kilmarnock to be sitting top of the league just now is a fantastic job Steve Clark's uh, achieved down there. And also, the excitement of last night and the results that was thrown up, you've got to say, goal of the season, Adam Hamill. Take your hat off, young man. That was fantastic. A full Premiership fixture card last night, some big results, some big talking points, referees in the spotlight again. It is truly all happening So let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 There must be something On your mind Every team played last night In the top flight You must have something to say So why not share it with the guys uh, You can also do that on Twitter At Clyde SSB Stephen Gerrard says He's struggling to defend his players After yet another red card In the 1-0 defeat to Aberdeen It was Alfredo Morelos Who picked up his second ordering off Against the Dons this season Gerrard says their discipline Could become a serious concern very disappointed in our in our performance. The performance as a group weren't good enough to beat Aberdeen. Even 11 v 10, individually we never had many at it. And we never played with control, which I asked all the team and the squad to do yesterday in a meeting. And I keep repeating myself before and after every single game about the importance of playing with control and discipline, but we've got the majority of things wrong tonight. The first one for me is a little bit soft, probably a foul. Uh, the second one he deserves. It's not important. We, we've got another red card, which is hugely frustrating. We could have had another one. Lafferty's on a yellow card and given foul away and then gives another foul as there's a possibility or you leave the referee with an op- opportunity to make it nine. So I never felt once today good about anything that we did. There's only so much I can do. I've made it very clear they're not helping themselves. It's very difficult for me to, to back them and um, protect them because certainly 24 hours after a team meeting about control and discipline, it's, it's, it's very tough for me to take right now. Rangers fans, there's two obvious aspects to that game last night. There's the result and the performance. A missed opportunity near the top of the table. So what did you make of that? And then, of course, the discipline. Stephen Gerrard himself admitting it's not good, even admitting that they could have ended the game um, with nine men had Kyle Lafferty been shown a red card. It's 0141951025. Uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Um, let's do football first. Mark, um, I think most people, the, the, the feedback, if you like, on last night's show... Pundits and callers alike expecting Rangers to win. Yeah. Um, 
Perhaps quite comfortably There had been a lot of talk in the past few days About Rangers being top and all the rest of it And uh, it clearly didn't pan out that way Certainly not I mean I think last night's round of fixtures In terms of drama was Will be hard to ma- match any time this season I thought when you look across the board At all games They all had something that was unexpected in it Whether it be a decision or a result Rangers you're right I thought after Tynecastle Going there such a hard place to go And winning And you see the celebrations after it I just thought that would have brought even them even more together and made them harder to beat and really kicked them on, gave them that confidence to go on. But you've got to give credit to Aberdeen, who who go there on the back of a huge disappointing uh, result at Hamden, and you're thinking, well, they'll be down their luck, Rangers' tails are up, and Rangers will take care of business. However, Rangers players need to turn up on occasions like that if they want to stay top of the league. It's, it's very difficult getting to the top of the league, and especially where Rangers have came from, but it's even harder to stay there And to stay there for a few days Isn't going to please these Rangers fans You know, they need to take care of business Better than they did last night And they need 11 men on the park to do that Yes, um, I think it was a big disappointment uh, For the not just the result But for the manager to come out publicly and say Right, I've sat them down We've had a 15 minute meeting I've told them about their discipline I've said it's not good enough Do not put yourself in a position to get sent off what happens? Mm. It falls in deaf ears. And I think that's what the big disappointment for Stephen Gerrard. You can accept losing because if you look against Aberdeen this season so far, I dropped Pitodre, uh, lost in the cup, and then lost last night. So Aberdeen seem to have a little bit of a hold over Rangers just now with uh, concerning that. But it's a discipline thing. And you've got to say, the Rangers manager, very honest, turns around and says, it could have even been worse mm. Something he will need to address And he'll need to address it very quickly 0141 Let's hear from you Thomas is a Rangers fan from Barhead What did you make of that last night Thomas? Good evening gentlemen well, First of all um, On the way home from the game uh, We were debating as to whether we were top of the league on goal difference Or if Celtic had overtaken us or whatever Not knowing until we got home That in fact Keeping their own counsel And doing it very quietly Commanders at top of the league shows the arrogance of both Rangers and Celtic supporters. Um, I didn't realise that they were sitting top. So many congratulations to them. First yep, of well all, said. four points um, to the Rangers' performance last night. Number one, Aberdeen stuck to their job doggedly, uh, especially when they're down to 10 men. Man mark Rangers. Um, we had a man extra, so arithmetically, we should have a man spare. So if they're man marking, we should have somebody sitting spare. We didn't break down that defence at all, which shows the desperate need we have for a playmaker at that number 10 we keep going on about. The second thing that we've got is a problem at left back. I was at a shareholders meeting and I heard Stevie Gerrard when we were talking about Lee Wallace and he said we have better options than Lee Wallace. Well, John Flanagan certainly isn't one of them. He keeps getting substituted at half-time or on the hour. Keeps making crucial mistakes, cut out of position. He's right-footed, he has to cut inside. It's dreadful at left back. No other word for it. Thirdly, the discipline. Um, eight red cards now, three of which are for Morelis. Despite the fact that he's sat them down, something has to, to be done. We're picking up, yet some of the yellow cards are soft. The first one in Morelis I thought was a bit soft, but the second one when you see it, especially on TV, it's, it's a given, especially when you're sitting in one. He nearly got a second red, because after getting the first one, he then is walking off the park and he goes back to the referee and starts clapping him. The players are pulling him away. I thought he was lucky not to get a second red. Um, he's an enigma. 
great when he's on discipline, great when he sticks to his task, scores goals, but can we afford to keep playing the 10 men and sitting there every time? Morelis has now marked through his own stupidity. Um, does anything wrong, he'll pick up a yellow card now more easily. You can see players are playing on him. You know, the Aberdeen players were going down easily as soon as they came near them. They know he's a, a, a he's got a, a touch paper that's easy to light. They they will play on him, they'll go him. I think he's becoming a liability and we've got a big decision to make in January. Great player that can we afford him. But they're the four main points I think that Rangers' problems are. Well, I'll take up Morelis. I think uh, Thomas has got a good point. Um it's a real difficult situation for the Rangers manager because with McGregor, he's Rangers' best player. He's been excellent. But he has a switch and for some reason he can't control it. And the Rangers managers probably sat him down time after time. He's a young lad, hopefully a bit of maturity kicks in as well sometime. But the Rangers manager must sit down with them and have a chat with him and try and work with them. But he just has this and mm. Thomas is right, I watched the highlights and to get sent off was bad enough. You've let everybody down. But to then turn around and applaud the the, the referee, mm. stupidity, and it's a big big problem. Surely, what will frustrate Stephen Gerrard, Rangers fans like Thomas Mark is that well, we know he plays on the edge. We've always sort of known that, and y- therefore you're going to pick up bookings. However, as Thomas quite rightly says, the second one is just daft. It's completely daft, and it's it's pretty much indefensible. The ball's barely there. Just has a, a weird lash out at, at Graham Shinney. Listen, the second one. I'm going to be honest I've seen Reds Given for that alone The second one Because he's actually Caught him in the face And with Gordon With McGregor and Morello's been the best players But he can't be the best player If he's sitting in the stand Missing games Now I believe He went a long way Across in Rangers Not reaching the League Cup final With stupidity I think if he's in that team Instead of Sadiq Rangers have got a A huge chance of winning Somebody to put the ball In the back of the net If you look at What was still left Half an hour left In the game last night that's where you need your top goal scorer. How many times have we seen it? Top teams with top goal scorers, when they're finding it hard against 10 men, they come up with answers and get the points. And the two games he's going to miss now are big, big games. He's already suspended for the Dundee game on yeah. the back of accruing too many disciplinary points because of the bookings. Mm. So now this will be an, another suspension. What about the football then? Thomas um, talks about a number of, of aspects to the performance, but in particular that chopping and changing of the, the back four and, and John Flanagan. Well, the Lee Wallace one. I, I, I'm going to agree with Thomas here Steven Gerrard said at the AGM That he's got better options than Lee Wallace Well Barisic maybe But Barisic is nowhere to be seen just now He's injured He's getting closer I He's think. getting closer But just now There's so many big games Surely you need to play your strongest team And Lee Wallace Is without doubt Better than John Flanagan at left back And he's mm. better than Andy Halliday at left back So I'm not having that They're better than him There's no way And people say Well he sees him every day in training Well we've seen Lee Wallace for the last How many years in Scotland? And he's far superior to any of them at left back. So whatever's going on there, I think that's that's a thing from up the stairs. It's came Lee Wallace can't play. Otherwise he'd be in that team. There is one that that's clearly one part of it, Gordon. But if Rangers played so long against ten men and they were at home and all a lot of possession and so on, there are clearly issues further forward on the pitch that they need to address as well. Well, I think every every Rangers fan that goes along and watches Rangers recognises that they need something different in the middle of the park, Gordon. Uh, some someone that can open up the defences. Now, Aberdeen only did what Rangers have done in the past with 
Because they've played a few games with 10 men And been very successful at it And I've got to say I was very critical of Aberdeen on Sunday in the cup final But you've got to give credit Derek McInnes went with the game plan He got the goal It worked for him I keep saying in this programme I think Rangers have made terrific progress I really do But I still think as much as they need a number 10 I'm still defensively I don't think they're good enough Derek McInnes says Referee Stephen McLean got Sam Cosgrove's red card badly wrong um, Of course he did hold on for a 1-0 win in the end Scott McKenna got the winner But McInnes says his players showed real character To hang on for the three points I thought we defended admirably from the front I thought it was real responsibility from each one of my players And uh, obviously with McKenna's goal It does give us that something to hold on to And you know, Rangers through everything that is you know, it's, um, I know they've not always had Morelos available or Lafayette available in certain games for us this season but it's a real shot in the arm when you see the players put so much in we've got we don't have a lot of defenders we've got three centre-halves injured at the minute we've got four defenders available but they know their jobs they defended absolutely brilliantly and uh, good tenacity all over the pitch and um, we got our just rewards I thought it was a real blow going down to ten men I think it's a coming I've seen it again and what it is it just confirms what I thought at the time I think Cosgrove gets the first touch the ball goes into the Copeland Road it goes into the Rangers end behind the goal you know for me that's it should have been a coming together I don't even think it's a foul to anybody if anybody it's a foul to us a foul but to deem that a yellow card having the boy already on a yellow card I find it astonishing that he's been sent off for that I have to agree with Derek McInnes when I seen it and I seen the direction the ball went. I think you can clearly tell that Sam Cosgrove gets the first touch in that ball and goes and comes through and kicks his soul. So uh, I think it's a, a really poor decision. Um, and I think it's easy to, to blame the referee for that, but the referee's a wee bit back and might, might be unsighted. I mean, the the linesman. 10 yards maximum staring. Yes. Mm. That's a big one So managers I can see why they're frustrated When you, you've got a guy 10 yards away mm. And he can't see his ref Look Cosgrove got the first touch You can see why it's uh, infuriating for these guys Andrew's a Rangers fan in Crookston What did you take away from last night Andrew? Oh abs- uh, absolutely diabolical I'd like to go back, back to the point uh, One of the panel made there um, About Flanagan uh, I firmly believe as well I think uh, Lee Wallace should been In front of uh, those two uh, until Barisic is fit uh, I think Flanagan is Absolutely Diabolical if you ask me um, And If you play Flanagan against um, uh, Celtic And he plays him against uh, What's he get? Vienna again. In Europe uh, you mean, yeah Sorry? In Europe no, no, if the Celtic game comes up and he plays Flanagan against... Uh, oh, James Forrest. James Forrest. Got you. James Forrest will destroy him. James mm. Forrest will absolutely destroy him. Now, going back to the game yesterday, there was, for me, take away McGregor, it basically didn't really have much to do, but apart from the whole that, the whole team, not one of the team, deserved any pass marks whatsoever, for me. Um, it was just... Not one person wanted to play for the badge. Um, and as I say, you've already said at the show, there were, there, there were lacklustre. There was nothing. There was, there was in that diamond a Jack, Koulibaly and Ajaria. Koulibaly and Ajaria at the start of the season, they looked okay together. They were absolutely diabolical together last night. They kept playing the ball back away rather than 
when Aberdeen were down to 10 men, they kept coming, going back and going across the pitch, going across the pitch. And there was no creativity whatsoever. Now, the second point I wanted to make... Let's do the first one. Let's deal with the first point then, Andrew. I'll let you back in, Gordon. Um, In all fairness, Rangers' home form has been good. They have started games quickly. Uh, They have looked dangerous attacking at times. And then, as Andrew says, that just all seemed to be be missing last night. In the old days as a player, Gordon, you got a week, you were good for a week, and then you were a dud the following week. Now it's three or four days. You, You... Comparison to the Rangers supporters have phoned in here on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, talking about the players and what they've achieved and how great they are, top of the league. They've lost mm. to Aberdeen last night. You lose games. We were at Fur Park, you've seen the performance of Celtic in the second half. Well, having well. said that, though, as good as Rangers have been, there have been a, a number of calls throughout the last few weeks talking about that midfield and, and saying that if there's an area for concern, Perhaps a lack of, of creativity there Yeah but Well everyone said that For months About the number 10 Even Stephen Gerrard uh, Commented on it And the fact that A number 10 would be good I'm more concerned That Alan McGregor Has been With Morelos Probably McGregor I would say Taking into the European campaign He's been the best Player mm. Best signing By a country mile That would worry me Because I still get back And everybody has a go at me I think defensively they're still got problems Andrew, second point Make it quite quick if you can Time is running out on us um, About Morelos uh, Last season uh, At the end of last season I always the same The middle school boy antics Now, uh, just quickly How long can Gerard Continue to take this off him? This, this Talking back to the referee uh, Applauding the referee And a game I think it was I can't remember It was a couple of weeks ago uh, one of the one of the referee gave another uh, opponent a yellow cabinet, and he's over applauding the referee. You you, you know you just stay out it. You, you, it's, it's got nothing mm. to do with Morelos. Andre, so, he'll, he'll take it off Morelos as long as he keeps scoring goals and playing because you can't take the boy. And all of a sudden, there's somebody on the phone there saying, "Well, we'll need a big decision in January." There's no chance that Rangers unless. A massive offer comes in. Is that how difficult a balance is that to find? Do you think? And I suppose it will be a test of Stephen Gerrard's man management and how he deals with the situation. Because you're writing him saying, you know, he's Rangers' best player or one of. Not when he's in the bath, he's not. No point in him scoring a goal and getting sent off well, and well, leaving these uh, teammates. You, one mean, that, with ten men. you would then take him aside and say, "Well, you've been sent off too many times. I'm leaving you out the team." There's no chance You're right Gordon You've touched on I a great I think the point is Surely you have to do something you've got to, to, to man try and manage. change it You've got to man manage Can you imagine And Stephen Gerrard um, Hopefully for everybody Will be going to greater and bigger things Right Because he's a young manager He's learning He'll be learning every day That's what happens When you get into management Could you imagine Someone With the strength And the character And experience Of a Alex Ferguson At Rangers Manager Fergie would man manage That situation that's what Steven Gerrard has to do You can't just turn around and go I'm going to put my best player out Get him in the team Thanks to Andrew in Crookston It was a dramatic night at Fir Park We're going to hear from Brendan Rogers And Stephen Robinson After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Looking back on a dramatic night of Scottish Premiership action 
Goals and drama Incident Refereeing controversies Everywhere you look So let's hear from you And what you made of it On the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Graham Gunyan's on He says As a Rangers fan It hurts me to say But I hope we go out of Europe And Celtic progress To concentrate in our league form And hope that Celtic and Kilmarnock Tire in the coming months And Stephen is standing by his man He just says simply Morelos Still the best striker in the country We're not getting into that debate again That, that mm. kept us going for hours last week Um what about the, the action at Fir Park last oh. night? Motherwell against Celtic You two were there yeah. I gave you the big talk up on the show last night Because I said you guys take your, your job very seriously mm-hmm. Obviously giving up your time yeah. To go there and do some homework So that you would be well informed for tonight's show mm-hmm. uh, so, so since you were there yeah. Tell me this What did you make of a Motherwell's equaliser When oh, you saw it hit the back of incre- the net? Incredible goal I was saying to Mark We were sitting there And we were actually thinking Right because going because to be late I, drama here because I, going to be late I, drama I, I was also there I don't know if you know this But I sneaked in at half time mm-hmm. I finished the show Obviously 8 o'clock I made it at half time And I could have swore I could have sworn I saw you two leave Before that goal Hit the back of the net In my defence Daz is an absolute fault. muppet He said to me At the start of the second half Will we leave early To get out For the traffic Bear in mind He lives 900 <laughs> yards Away from the front door Of the stadium So I says Oh we'll see Comes to 75 minutes He says Right will we go at 80 odds I says Ah well No 80 odd minutes Right let's go So you're trying to pass the blame So I taking it? No, We no. get downstairs We're not even <laughs> at the stadium And the big roar goes up So I'm ashamed to say We missed the Motherwell goal You have seen it by Joking aside it. You've yeah. seen all You've seen all the game In its entirety Now Celtic Lots of changes Drop points It was an odd performance I thought from Celtic I thought uh, They were decent in spells In the first half Thought they moved it about Okay um, Thought they created One or two chances But nothing really clear cut Then the goal comes uh, and I thought they got much better from that I thought it was a great goal um, Lee Griffiths hit a very poor penalty And then the Benkovic goal I thought should have stood But they came out the second half And when you're looking to really cement the three points Go and get a second and kill off Motherwell Because we all know As long as the game's still 1-0 You always give the other team a chance of getting into it Celtic just seemed to be so sloppy I mean we watched goal kick after goal kick from Craig Gordon being played short to Benkovic and then them losing the ball and inviting throw-ins into the box and it was just a feeling that they were inviting Motherwell to come on to them and they never really created anything clear-cut in the second half and I think it was the second half was hugely disappointing but fair play to Motherwell because you just keep going and going and eventually they got their rewards for for keeping it at 1-0 So one four one nine five one one zero two five 1025 To have your say On that game last night Brendan Rodgers has no regrets About his team selection After watching them squander the chance To go back top He made seven changes From the League Cup final And uh, he says in the end He didn't have any real complaints Not a very good performance uh, A game that We uh, We didn't play well in In particular first half Scored a very good goal And We We um, had a chance we didn't take for a penalty and then uh, I think with a goal ruled out that we looked a, a good goal by Philippe Benkovic uh, but still at that stage I'm, I'm, I'm not so happy with our positioning and the, the level of, of our game second half I think we were a bit better in terms of a bit more control of the game a bit positioning was a bit better but at times we, we were too loose well, I think when you're bringing in full international players you would expect that you know um, you can't get through a season with 11 players so we, uh, we we make the change we get players obviously are injured uh, so um, so yeah 
it was it was what we had to do, you know. But um, but like I say, it's good for me to to have a look and see and and see where the level of some of them are at. And the Celtic boss says he's not too concerned about missing a chance to go top. Come on, we've played a couple more games than ourselves, but it's still it's a it's really good for them to be up there and and it'll make the game at the weekend uh, very important for us. But uh, but yeah, it's still very early. I think I'm more. I look more at the performance of tonight and uh, we knew what we were going to get. Um, we knew, you know, the, the, the th- any sort of threat that they might have. 0141-951-1025 on the phone. Stevie's in Barhead. Uh, you've heard the manager, Stevie, clearly not too impressed with the performance. What did you make of it, though? Hello, Stevie. Stevie, are you with us? I'll take that as a no mm. Stevie's just what dropped thought of the performance right, go on then. What about Brendan Rodgers' comments? Just in his take there I think you can tell how annoyed he is at that performance I think when he says Things like You can't go through the season with only 11 players Things like We're bringing in full internationals You know you can clearly see Who he's disappointed with there And I think That was a polite version What he's saying to everyone to hear I think in the dressing room I think Brendan Rodgers might have had a real go at the guys he's brought in. I couldn't believe their second half, Gordon. I think the turning points, which, you know, you look at the game, Griffiths missing a penalty, the goal ruled off. I, I still struggled to find where the problem was in that. But you're not talking about the changes. I know that people say rotating the squad too much. Even Brendan Rodgers has spoken about that. But he's bringing in guys like Scott Brown and Cham, who were... First choices Craig Gordon I mean there are obviously There are obviously a couple People are going to point At Gamboa and Hayes I just know that's What's going to happen Over the next 90 minutes or so There are four of those changes Gordon, Brown, Cham, Griffiths I'll tell you where The big uh, talking point Tonight will be I'll guarantee When Celtic supporters Come on here They'll say Why is Brown playing In that position Everything was slowed down Hmm. McGregor should be in there I think Stevie's back What did you make Of the performance Stevie? Hi there, sorry about that, can you hear me now? Got you. Uh, yeah, pretty much, I think Mark summed it up pretty well. I think the first half, we were, we were okay. Um, not, not great, maybe I should say. Um, second half, we just didn't get going whatsoever. Um, and I was really, really disappointed, especially with the, with the way the other the Bills went um, come the end of the game. But, Brendan Rodgers is right. He's, you know, they need a squad and these guys are paid well and, and yeah, Mark, what about this? Because Brendan Rogers himself said, oh, I wish I could remember exactly when, but no more than two weeks ago, that he'd sort of, and I'm, I am paraphrasing, learned his lessons, wouldn't rotate the squad quite as much as in, mm. in previous times. Um, so seven changes, and then it's easy then to to look at the result and say, well, it was obviously too many because we didn't get the yeah. result that we wanted. Again, when when you delve a bit deeper and see who those changes are, I mean, I'm sort of stating the obvious here, but um, uh, you know, if, if you I think, I think Motherwell would have liked to have been able to call on Cham uh, and Brown listen, and Griffiths. Of course, I mean, you look at Craig Gordon; he was always going to come in. So that's you take it down to six changes. Brown and Cham, Gordon's right. I mean, when you talk about them coming in and disappoint, I thought Brown was I thought Brown was quite good last night. To be honest, uh, okay, he's not as as probably forward thinking is McGregor but I thought he was fine but in Cham came in he played left midfield I don't know why I've never seen him there before so that was a disappointment Hayes I think Hayes and Gamboa 
have to do better to take their chances. When you sit on that bench at Celtic, and I'm speaking for experience because I did it all joking aside, I did it a lot. Sat on the bench and you know, I had to bind my time. When you get in, you've got to grasp your chance because who knows when the next chance will come along. So if these guys are sitting on the bench for six, eight weeks at a time, when you get the chance to go in against Motherwell, you have to put in better performances than you showed last night because you'll sit there for another mm. six, eight weeks. The the prime example is Ryan Christie. We're all chatting about him just now. A few weeks ago, or, or four weeks ago, he was sitting on the bench and you never thought of him getting in the Celtic team. But when he did... He grasped the chance with both hands And he's not gave Brendan Rodgers A choice mm. of leaving him out He was named Premiership Player of the mm. Month Today as well That was uh, some news that happened uh, A bit earlier on Stevie what about that Goal that was disallowed then For Benkovic? Oh, absolutely no doubt I've got to say a bias I'm a Celtic fan But there was no way That goal should have been disallowed See just in, gen- in general I've been on before The, the, the standard of the referee And I know it's hard, and I understand it. There's some things that full speed, it's difficult to gauge, and you know I don't like criticising, but it's been terrible all season. And last night was by far and away the worst. There was the disallowed goal for Benkovic. There was, um, what did I say? There was a, a, there was a situation when the uh, Carol McHugh, I think his name is, when he blatantly dives in the box for a penalty, and the ref gives a free kick to Celtic. No yellow card. There were some terrible decisions. It's easy just to touch on uh, what you were talking about earlier. Uh, the the cause of the heading off mm-hmm. uh, at Ibrox. You were talking about the linesman and things like that. Now, I, I watched the highlights on, on uh, the BBC website. Well, he gave a good kick, holiday. of course, didn't he? <laughs> well, exactly. So, I mean, the referee wasn't that far from the incident. The linesman was slightly closer. And as soon as the ball goes out of play, the referee, uh, sorry, the linesman's holding his flag up for a goal kick. Now, it wasn't one of those ones where the referee was taking his, his second yellow card out while he was running over the player. He came over. Yeah, he took his time, didn't he? Bit, and then eventually gave a yellow card. Now, what is the point? Either the linesman's not been consulted, or the referee's consulted the linesman and he still decided that it's a, it's a yellow card. What is the point yeah. of having a, a linesman there? We will hopefully get through them all by the end of the show, Gordon. That, that's too so far. Um, Sam Cosgrove, I think... Most people agree That it shouldn't Have been ascending mm. off uh, Stevie as a Celtic fan Naturally is more interested In In the Benkovic one And it's, Yeah I mean we've all seen it It's tough to see What he does wrong I You know I mean he's Yeah I, t- I actually turned All suggestions to... welcome But I've not really seen anything That I, suggests It shouldn't have stood I actually turned to Mark And asked Mark a question But he was too busy Looking at the clock to leave um, <laughs> But you're, you're totally You're totally right I thought it was a decent enough goal I, I couldn't see anything wrong with it But what we're missing here as well Second half Celtic were poor Of course they were They didn't move the ball quickly enough But credit to Motherwell They hung in there Gordon And they needed a, they needed something And they got something at the end And I know that Celtic Will always have the best of the, uh, Most of the, the play And most of mm. the ball But well done to Motherwell Let's hear from Stephen Robinson then Difficult circumstances obviously with injuries we got early on but 
I thought we showed a real amount of character. You know, to go and press Celtic high up the pitch, you're always at risk with the quality they have. They can pick you off, but I thought we were disciplined, we were organised, and and the boys, you know, you, you can work in shape all you want, but if they don't take the you know the information on board, it's no good to anybody. And they did. Um, as I say, they showed a little bit of quality as well. I, I think we deserved their point in the end. In terms of our consistency, we're, we've been so up and down this season. It's been so frustrating. We've had a brilliant performance against Dundee, St Mirren, and then you get the performances against Rangers and Livingston. And I've reiterated, reiterated all week, if you do the basics well in football, if you're organised, you're disciplined, you deal with set plays, and you win your physical battles, then you've got a chance in the game. They've done that tonight, and they've done that in all the games have been successful. For, so that's our starting point, and we cannot go below that as a team. Here we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Remember Paddy says The standard of referees in Scotland is poor In the Celtic game Campbell should have had a second yellow Gamboa was fouled in the lead up to the goal However That's not the reason Celtic dropped points Too slow In our build up Yeah I agree with mm-hmm. that uh, Especially second half I couldn't believe How many passes at Celtic Were were playing around Their own 18 yard box And not going anywhere And usually when the, the Teams will sit off you and try and make it difficult for you. Even when the centre-halves were getting it, I was saying to Mark, I would be asking one of my centre-halves to drive into the middle of the park and try and create... It was tippy-tappy stuff. And it suited Motherwell right down to a tee. Mm. I think the that's... amount of times we were chatting, Benkovic in the second half in particular, took the ball forward and stood in it with his studs and had to look forward. I, I turned and said to Gordon, I said, he's done that three or four times a second half. And what it does is just allows Motherwell... To fall into a shape And it makes a forward pass Very difficult So I think things like that Annoy Brendan Rodgers Because we know the way He likes to play He likes to get it wide He likes to get in These creative players And go forward at speed But when Centre halves are just Standing the ball And going side to side And not going forward Then it just makes it easy For the other team And I thought In particular Celtic Did miss James Forrest I know that's an easy thing to say But when you see him And he's got the ball And he drives at the full back It makes such a difference Kilmarnock fans Let's hear from you You're top of the league It's the 6th of December It's not even close to being considered Early in the season We're well into December And you're top Deservedly so So let's hear from you 01419511025 We'll get to that After I talk to you about this Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch in two ways on the phone or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. That's what Tony's done. He's looking back on the game at Fur Park. Uh, he says, I thought young Turnbull and Campbell were excellent together for Motherwell. Reminded me of Brown and Thompson at Hibs. But apart from that, Celtic threw away three points. It looked like the Celtic of two months ago trying hard to pass the ball into the net. Yeah, I was very surprised, second half. There was times that you're looking at Craig Gordon, you're thinking, well, there's no out ball for the two centre-backs. Just get up the park, get your team up there, try and win the middle of the park and then go and play. But he kept playing and Motherwell, as, as the Motherwell manager was saying there, they'd obviously looked at Celtic and thought, right, we'll try and press them high up. Celtic kept, all credit to them, they kept trying to play. There was one point we were looking at it, they must have made 12 passes and it ended back at Craig Gordon. And he eventually lumped it up the park. I thought Celtic, for some reason, mm. I don't know if it's a amount of games. I'm not wanting to make excuses because they've got a big, big squad there. They should be playing a lot better, but they looked well below. I wonder. Pass, I wonder what he's going to do on Saturday. That's a big question. Brendan Rodgers does he stick with skipper Scott Brown or does he go back 
to mm. the way they've played the last well, three I'll, or four I'll weeks. I'll give you the info on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You tell us at five o'clock on Saturday. Well, it is a top of the table clash, of course, because Kilmarnock are flying. Will is a Kilmarnock fan and govern Will. Your chance to brag and gloat and celebrate, do whatever you will. Uh, I'm not going to brag and gloat because um, basically I've but well, well I heard I heard Steve Clark um, talking after after the game. He's seen it as just another three points. But Kilmarnock fans were dreaming. Um, we're dreaming that obviously nobody tipped Leicester for what they had done in 2016, and we are. We are dreaming that we could do the same, um, and it's just—it's unbelievable. Um, I know I've been on quite a few times the last three weeks, but to be a Kilmarnock fan right now, it is absolutely mm. amazing. And we are all, all Kilmarnock fans are just—we're in dreamland at the moment, and we're hoping we can hang on to Steve Clark, and we're hoping that if we can't do a Leicester, as they say, we can at least. Maybe even split the old forum come the end of the season. You obviously had the famous the famous cup win not too long ago. Will forgive me, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, is this is this as good as you felt as a Kilmarnock fan in your your time following the team? It is. Um, well, I, I I was actually I'm 26. I was I was at that final myself. Um, I was actually level with the goal line whenever the goal went in, and that was just an amazing moment. Um, it's 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 really dreamland and we are like I, I'm truly believing that Kilmarnock can go and even we, we're not we're going to Celtic Park and we are looking to either win or come come away with a draw we're not going there and thinking that we're going to come away with a loss and that's I think that's the difference that's the difference that Steve Clark has made is the confidence in the team the confidence that the, that the fans have now I mean, where do you start, Gordon? If you if you go back over the last thirty-eight games, that's the length of a season. So I don't think that's an unfair representation. Uh, Kilmarnock would be three points behind Celtic. That's it. They would be second, but three points behind Celtic over the the last thirty-eight games. And I know they don't hand out trophies for random mm-hmm. selections of thirty-eight games. That's fine. Um, but to be top of the league at this stage and to have that recent record, I don't know. I, I, you're sort of running out of praise. Exactly. And um... but give it a go. Everything that uh, all the praise goes to the manager, his staff, and his players, and it's great for Kilmarnock supporters because he used to go down to Rugby Park, and they wouldn't turn up. They weren't. They were not interested in the, the style of football, the, the football, that the results, everything about the club. It was negative. Everything about it now is positive. Can they stay there? And well said there about Leicester. Great example. I don't think so, but. I don't think the Kilmarnock of now will come to Celtic Park and worry about Celtic. Mm. I think they're the only team that will come to Celtic Park with a bit of confidence. It's a big ask to, to beat Celtic at Celtic Park. But Steve Clark's got a good record against Celtic and Rangers. I think because of the way he's handled the transfer market for me, he's lost one or two of his best players. You've got to go out and look for other ones. The find of the season must be Greg Stewart. He's been absolutely terrific. He really has. Yeah. How important has he been, Will? But uh, well, well, Greg Stewart. Um, like uh, I saw that. Unfortunately, I was working last night, so I couldn't get to the game. But I saw the highlights, and he's just like what I think I've said before. Obviously, like 
the difference in a season, mate. The last, like, over seasons gone by, we'd be looking at, obviously, Chris Boyd to try and get us the goals. But now we're looking, we've got Brophy, we've got Stewart. Stewart's the main, the main goal scorer. And I think, honestly, if Brophy and Stewart stay fit, um, they will score more and more with, obviously, Jones backing them up. Mm. Um, it is keeping Boyd out of the team, but I don't think Chris Boyd is the kind of person that would actually mind being on the bench considering what the way that Kilmarnock are playing. Mark Wilson, I'm not, I'm not expecting either of you two to stick your neck out and say, yes, Kilmarnock will win the league, they'll stay there. I, 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 that, I think that would be asking too much of you. However, why, why shouldn't fans like Will dream? Of right now, because if you're looking at the form over 38 games, and we play each other so often in, in this country, they've seen loads of Celtic and Rangers recently. Mm. They've judged there that due to recent results against them, there's nothing to fear, and they've done it over 38 games. Yeah. So, why not? Well, it's got to the stage now, Gordon, that we shouldn't be surprised if Kilmarnock go to Celtic Park and get a point, or even get three points, because they've done it before with Steve Clark. Same at Ibrox. We shouldn't be surprised if they go there and do it. Now. They're taking care of business at home Every week now Against good teams Hibs Livingston Or stuff to break down The next stage They have to go to Is when They're playing Away from home Against teams They should beat So teams like Hamilton Dundee Teams like that St Mirren Where their fans Are going there With huge Expectations Of them winning Because they're sitting At the top Or near the top It's a different Level of pressure Comes on the players uh, when that happens, so that's the that's the stage you need to get to. I know they've they've went to some in that and and won, but as the league goes on and it creeps on into February, even March, I mean, if they're still there, I mean, I'm sure Will will be back on the phone saying we can be Leicester, but their success, I mean, their success comes from being solid and organised at the back. But they've got three guys up front, Will Jones on the wing and Brophy and Stewart, who are fearless when they go forward, and they're striking fear into any defenders. And they just go with such a freedom uh, And they've got such belief And they're playing at the height of their confidence just now It's an absolute nightmare for defences to play against them So it's absolutely fantastic to see And I, I honestly can't wait for Saturday Because I think that'll be a terrific game The two at, mm. uh, at the top going head-to-head at Celtic Park And I clearly don't mean this to be anything close to disrespectful Gordon But one part of successes like Leicester Or any team that, that sort of punches above its weight You're going to have a few guys Whether it's Greg Stewart and Jordan Jones who stand mm. out And and you know, make things happen, but you also need to be getting the absolute best out of other guys, and that, that's not to say that they're not good players. I'm not saying that everyone is, you know, is, is is playing at a level that they can't sustain. But you know what I mean. Stevie Clark has come into a group of players who've been in in and around their game. We know them, and we know the career some of them have had. But he's just getting the best out of every one of them, and they're all coming together. Yeah, they're an honest bunch of boys, uh, Gordon. They all work hard for each other. He's added the little touches of organisation, formation. Everybody knows their jobs. Everybody knows what's expected of them. They're riding very high in confidence. Um, I would love to say, well, yes, I believe that Kilmarnock can stay there. I don't think they will. I don't think that they're strong enough squad-wise of couple of injuries and all of a sudden you look at Hearts, for instance, at the beginning of the season going very well, few injuries to their top players, not one in seven now. It can happen to Kilmarnock. It can yeah, happen I think to, that, to be fair, like that. the difference would be that the Kilmarnock sample you're looking at at the moment is over 38 games, whereas mm. Hearts is was over yeah. half a dozen. Yeah, yes, but I still don't think... I, I, I'm I'm going to the Celtic Kilmarnock game. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think mm. it'll be a terrific game, but I think Celtic 
We'll just have too much right, I'm going to blame Gordon DL for this um, Just because it seems like good fun We do have a clarification On the Cash for Kids Road to Wembley prize That I told you about The previous number we gave you was wrong But don't worry if you've texted Because you won't be charged So you can just do it again If you want to win that VIP experience To the FA Cup final at Wembley in May With a friend You text 84902 that's 84902 Like I say you might as well do it just now What a prize it is on the Friday Champagne breakfast at 29 Flying to London Two nights accommodation Five star hotel in London Two tickets to the FA Cup final And then back up to Glasgow on the Sunday The texts will repeat a standard network rate Plus a £5 donation Which all goes to Cash for Kids So it's only a fiver You're donating it to charity And you might win an incredible Prize. The line's closing Saturday evening For full details Plus the T's and C's And online entry Go to Clyde1.com Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Beat the pundit time though Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale Are standing by uh, They have a mixed record I will say On Beat the pundit If you want to give it a bash tonight 01419511025 Do it right now Because you only have Until the news at 7 If you want to play tonight's Beat the pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon Diell are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been looking back on a dramatic night of Scottish football, one which saw Kilmarnock go top because Rangers lost at home to Aberdeen and Celtic drew with Motherwell and a whole host of controversy and debate in there, especially when it comes to refereeing decisions. And we're going to look at another one. If you've not seen it, you've got a couple of minutes to check it out. The penalty that St Johnson got against Hearts. Mm. We're going to check that one out very soon and we'll hear from Craig Levine who, uh, you might guess, isn't too happy. We'll hear from him after this. Beat the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are both standing by for Beat the Pundit. One of them is going to be taking on Josh in Irvine. How are you tonight, Josh? How we doing, lads? All right. Now, Josh, Josh. you're a a semi-regular caller to the show. Have you played Beat the Pundit before, though? No, haven't no, no. What made you go tonight? I mean, for anyone who remembers, the Josh is the man who said that Stephen Fletcher had the best first touch in Europe. That's your famous um, quote on this show, Josh. You you blew up our Twitter feed that night. Uh, well, you know, it's true. So. <laughs> that's, that's a certain victory for us tonight. <laughs> 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 comments after Josh. Right, right, let's toss the coin. Pressure. Let's toss the coin and see who's going to be up against Josh. Uh, heads as Mark, tails it's Gordon Diel. And it's heads Mark Wilson You've yeah. just said certain victory oh, so Come on George You're going to have Josh. to back that one up uh, only joking, Josh. Let me give you Clyde 2 in your ear So that you don't know what Josh is saying uh, And we'll get your clock ready Josh you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head against Mark The secret is that you can pass If you're ready to beat the pundit Just give me the say so and I'll start the clock Let's go Who won November's Premiership Player of the Month? Tommy Dyke oh, I think we've lost uh, Josh there on Beat the pundit uh, Let's try and get Josh back We'll get Josh back It's the first time that's ever happened It cuts out during Beat the Pundit We're going to get Josh back And we'll uh, Gordon DL's oh, I get Mark, you get eight What's happening? Oh, eight. You Josh is brown <laughs> Just now he's line cut out oh, So I'm going to have to get him back That right. was just the un- Some yeah. terrible tune there On Clyde 2 Was it yeah. that? He's away 
Google the first answer. He knows the first question. Ah, oh, oh, listen, you need to scrap the first one. Jump no, 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 no. Was he no, struggling? No. Josh, I'm going uh, to. I'm going to scrap the first question, Josh, and we'll get right, okay. we'll get you up and running from there. So let me give uh, Mark Wilson the Clyde two again. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll get your clock up and running. You ready, Josh? Take two. Yep, go. Which Italian team does Bruno Alves play for? Parma. Which Scottish League Two side did Lauren Shankland begin his playing career with? Oh, I forget. Pass. Which country have Lee Irwin and Anthony Stokes most recently been playing in? Uh, China. Which St Mirren player scored from inside his own half against Hibs last night? Adam Hamill. Which domestic trophy did Virgil van Dijk not win with Celtic? Uh, League Cup. Now, which Scottish Championship Stadium is serviced by Carps Dyke train station? Oh, fuck. What question that is, right? Okay, let me bring Mark Wilson back. Are you with us? Yes, I'm right, here. Same set of questions okay. to you. Ready? Mm hmm. Which Italian team does Bruno Alves play for? Yeah. Uh, uh, pass. Which Scottish League Two side did Lawrence Shankland begin his playing career with? I know. Head. Which country have Lee Irwin and Anthony Stokes Most recently been playing in Iran Which St Mirren player scored from inside his own half Against Adam Hams last night Which domestic trophy did Virgil van Dijk Not win with Celtic uh, The League Cup And which Scottish Championship Stadium Is serviced by Carps Dijk train station <laughs> I, d- oh, I, I don't know what was, what was the start of that question? That, that, was the, that was the worst beat the pundit performance I've seen from a from a pundit in a long time. He what pan- was the start of that panic. question? Josh, what do you think? Josh, are you still with us? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You've heard Mark Wilson's attempts. Oh, this is, nah, I think I might have salvaged a draw there. Right, let's go through <laughs> them. <laughs> That's a puzzle for me. <laughs> we had to start on question two because Josh had heard question one before he got out. Which Italian team does Bruno Alves play for? It's Parma. Parma, Josh got Josh got it. 1 0 to Josh. Which Scottish League Two side did Lawrence Shanklin begin his playing career with? I'm surprised that you're not known this. He doesn't know either. I don't know. Queen's either. Park, same team as Andy Robertson. Did oh, I didn't know that. No. Uh, which country have Lee Irwin and Anthony Stokes most recently been playing in? It's Iran, an equaliser for Mark yes. Wilson. Uh, which St Mirren player scored from inside his own half against Hibbs? What a goal it was! Mm-hmm. It was Adam Hamill. Incredible. You both got that. Two all. Which domestic trophy did Virgil Van Dijk not win with Celtic? It's actually the Scottish, Scottish Cup. Cup. And you both went for League Cup Did we? So it's 2 all, Which means it's all coming down to your knowledge of train stations Which Scottish (laughs) Championship Stadium Is serviced by Cartsdyke train station? It's Morton Oh, is it? Did it's Capel. Capel. Yeah. No, 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 no. There we go. So it is. If I knew it, I would have said it. Yeah, ask him before. It is to all. It is to all. Off to the tiebreaker. That's oh. usually Gordon Dale that specialises in the tiebreaker. Oh, but it's Mark Wilson on tonight. Josh, I'm going to read the question. I will invite Mark to write his answer down, and then I'll tell you to give me your attempt. Okay? Yeah. Right. The question is this. Listen carefully. In which minute of the 1972 Cup Winners Cup final did Colin Steen open the scoring? For Rangers Mark Wilson Write your answer down In which minute Of the 72 Cup Winners Cup Final Did Colin Steen Open the scoring Show me it please Quickly And Josh Give me your answer 34 Josh says 34 Mark says 25 The answer is 23 Mark Wilson oh, oh, it. Yes. What knowledge oh, of the game I have On the tiebreaker Josh Nothing upsets me more Than seeing these two win Especially oh. in a tiebreaker The smug look on their faces uh, Honestly ah, It makes you sick Hard lines Josh Listen to him 
Go on you bang Study Stephen Fletcher's uh, First touch Josh <laughs> <laughs> Good man That was Josh In Irving Josh You can come back you. Another time Yeah good stuff uh, 0141 To get involved In tonight's debate And discussion uh, You can also tweet us At Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear a bit From Craig Levine Shall we uh, Whilst we're on the subject of referees I think we can all agree It wasn't a, a classic night For the referees Some would say It's not been a, a great couple of days Some would say It's not been a great season And so on And so forth um, Peter Herring I'm not really sure How to describe it I was going to say His challenge On Liam Gordon yeah. I'm not sure it even is that Anyway It was a penalty To St Johnson um, And here's what Craig Levine made of it At full time Well I've only seen Three angles Um but I'll let, I'll let the media decide if it's a penalty or not because uh, I'm fed up after the weekend talking about injustices and uh, so I'll just let the media decide. Yeah, I thought we were decent tonight. Um, we had more opportunities than we've been having. I thought on Sunday we, we had a little bit of a platform to, to build from uh, with the performance and, you know, notoriously difficult place to come to. We, we, we've struggled here in recent years. And we should have won So You know I've got to credit the players With their, their efforts tonight Gordon Dale You're the biggest defender Of referees we have on this yeah. show Come on then Let's hear it Let's hear your defence Of that decision From Andrew Dallas To give St Johnston That penalty I thought it was a penalty Gordon <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding um, I, I said on Tuesday I, I, I had a real go At Craig Levine uh, Blaming referees Blaming everything Apart from Having a look at yourself uh, his tactics and everything with Hearts Not won in the last seven now But I've got to say I'm 100% behind him here Watched it And I could not believe I don't know what Andrew Andrew what were you doing Why What did you see that no, He's on first else, name terms Yeah uh, AD they, they work out together I do, <laughs> Yeah I do not know What Andrew Dallas Actually Looked at and thought that's a penalty kick. Mm. I, 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 I'm astonished by it. And Hearts were winning 2 1 at a time. So I've got every sympathy tonight with Craig Levine, but it won't last. It's two huge decisions from the same referee in one week. Um, and he's got them massively wrong now. Can he, it can't just keep going on that they, they get handed top flight games. And I know the argument is well, who else is going to ref? That's the best we've got. But I mean Can it just be That's the best we've got We'll keep giving them games And they keep giving penalties And poor decisions There must be Some way of helping them If that's VAR Costs a whole bunch of money I know that But It needs to get better At the at the top level Because It costs people That's the thing These decisions From the referees That will go from game to game Year to year And the same job They're fine But it costs managers their job I mean I know it'll not cost Craig Galvini's job or or say Derek McInnes at yeah. the weekend but it could at, at the end of the season come March, April people are under pressure decisions like that could cost people here's jobs. an interesting one because BT Sport I think you've maybe seen this story have said that to the SPFL or the Scottish FA or whoever look you're, you're welcome to, to trial VAR in our live games I mean the the, the, the the cameras would be there essentially for a live game anyway I don't know the exact logistics of you know of how that would work, but the offer is there. Until we get to that, Gordon, there is a, there's an obvious point where we simply 
well, we kind of have to accept bad decisions are part of the game, but you can understand why fans are getting a bit tired of this because there does seem to be quite a few. Mark said it there. It's not just fans. Fans, yes, they go, they travel up and down the country, they pay their money. Now, I'm all for referees by backing them. I know that they only get one look at it. Nowadays, we can sit there and have a look in the, you know, the TV monitors to see the replays and then very bravely make the decision that we think's right but when you get decisions like that Mark's right you're, as a manager your job's on the line and and Hearts haven't won in the last seven now they were 2-1 up that could have been a valuable three points for them and as I say I'm all for protecting referees because sometimes I think it's very easy to blame let's blame the referees if we've got a bad performance he should have sent him off that was a penalty kick but I have no idea what Andrew mm. Dallas actually saw. What, what do we do then? Where, where are we with, with referees? Because if you were to take a look at social media, you would see that it, it is, it's dominating everything. So there are a couple of possibilities here. Are refs worse than they have ever been? Are they making more mistakes than they ever have? Or is it because of, of social media and increased scrutiny and perhaps a, a modern phenomenon of... A thirst for justice and, and, and blame A blame culture It's getting highlighted more Which is it? I think this season I'll be honest I think this season There's been more High profile mistakes Than other seasons yeah, yeah but exactly What makes high them high profile? profile? Well I do believe that Yeah That we chat about it Much more I think people highlight it On Twitter much more So but are refs worse now Than they have ever been? Or I think they're just having a bad season, Gordon. Uh, we were sitting at Fur Park last night, and the one thing that I was sitting there thinking about was every time a tackle goes in now, supporters go up and shout for a free kick. We've lost the fact that it is, you know, contact, contact sport. sport. Yeah. Now, and I think it puts the referees under a lot of pressure. And as I say, they get one go at it. The game's a lot quicker now. Players are a lot faster. Fitter, everything like that But some of the decisions Now, I can probably say Mark was saying about Sunday About the the, the penalty kick I can see why he's given that It wasn't a penalty kick, right? It was outside the box I can see why that happened But for a referee who's just come off a cup final And works very hard at his game, may I say To give that penalty kick last night was astonishing Stony, I, I you know, I, for the first time I felt for Craig Levine. Didn't last long, but I did. So they, well, maybe the answer is they're quicker. Referees are quicker to give decisions like that in case they get pulled up with the technology we've got afterwards. So the the game screened late and or early hours of this morning. It's on TV. If it was a penalty and he doesn't give it, then it beca- it comes under. Huge pressure Huge criticism It was a stonewall penalty And they never gave it So are referees now That inclined just to give Almost anything Because the obvious question is If people feel that The refereeing standard Is at an unacceptable level What on earth do you do To make it more acceptable What can we do How do we improve it The obvious answer That you keep hearing is You know make them Make them full time But I don't know Does being there every day Does does, does that make Andrew Dallas See something different Last night The only other solution Really is of course The technology VAR Do we we have the money Do we have the infrastructure To do that How do we make it better Seeing the defence Of our referees Gordon We all love to watch uh, The English league 
and they're not all of us, but yeah, we do. You we do. do. I, I don't watch that other thing that they're all sitting, no eating and all that carry on. Was that jungle or something? Right, <laughs> no, <laughs> jungle or something. Yeah, right, I'll do. But you've got referees that are full time in England, getting paid probably more money. Well, definitely more money, yeah. I would say. And they are making mistakes week in, week out as well. Yeah, the Tottenham penalty. The other day, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Right. And you can you can list a lot of things down in England that's wrong with the referees as well. So it's just not looking at Scotland and think we've got the worst referees. We've not. James is in Ridry. What do you make of the recent standard of refereeing, James? How are you doing? Good, thanks. Hi. Uh, there's no the referees on there. Do they actually know the rules of the game? I mean, I would I guess would love so. To know if they know the rules of the game. I'll give you a few for instances, right? Because I know when sometimes we come on and we say it could be, at least it's conspiracy, conspiracies, corruption. Uh, when a goalkeeper, when a, when a centre forward backs into a goalkeeper on the goal line, it's a free kick. Okay, where the goalkeeper takes a free kick, is anybody's business because he just throws the ball. When a defender backs into a centre forward at the byline. That's just so-called ushering the ball out of the park. Mm-hmm. It's a bye kick. Okay, when a, when a forward gets tripped on the edge of the penalty box, the referee knows exactly where the ball is to be taken from, where the free kick is to be taken from. Right. Which is at the edge of the box. So you don't seem to throw the box. I would just give him a penalty kick for that because it was, it was near enough. Then you've got linesmen starting at the corner flag. I've seen a few times when the ball goes out as a throw-in. And the linesman's standing beside him. And a guy can run 15 yards up the park with a line running beside him, but he takes a throw in. Yeah. I, I, did, did, did he actually know the rules of the game? Well, did he think... know what obstruction is? Obstruction seems to be obliviated. The only thing that uh, 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 obstruction applies to is a goalkeeper. To be, fair, to be fair, James, I mean, they, they clearly know the rules. Let, let's not get. Get, get hysterical about it. They know them. It's just whether they're interpreting them or, or putting them in a way that. That you or other fans are happy with That's clearly the issue I see what you're saying about all this You know, throw-ins been taken from the wrong place Free kicks been taken from the wrong place I've sat in various stands across the country And it's something that really bugs fans But do we not need to worry about getting the big decisions right first Before we worry about stuff like that? It's everywhere It's not just across It's everywhere But that's what I'm saying Do we not need to worry about bigger decisions first? Like game-changing decisions Well, listen They're 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 aiding and abetting cheating because they're allowing them to do what they want Yeah, but that's a very strong way of putting it James I'm asking you, surely getting penalties James, James, I'm asking you Surely getting penalties, sending offs, disallowed goals Is more important than worrying about where a player takes a throw in from No, but let me put it this way If the boy puts the ball down as a, a throw in Or a, a free kick to the edge of the box The referee doesn't say, we'll just take a penalty for that Yet it's when a goalkeeper gets filled on the goal line He can throw the ball anywhere he wants no, that's not, I do see where James is coming from But sh- we're going to drive ourselves nuts If, th- if we take I, it back I, I to that level I think you're right in what you're saying I think that where we have to start is the basics, Gordon The basics were Forget the rules of the game last night Andrew Dallas just called it totally wrong You look at Ibrox with the sending off The second yellow card with Gosgrove You look at Did Kevin Clancy call it right With a disallowed goal at Celtic Park it wasn't apparently on Sunday There have been It's the basic decisions That just now the referees Seem to get wrong And it's highlighted mm. 
Um, and unfortunately the referees are coming in for a lot of criticism just now Thank you to James in Ridry on Twitter at Clyde SSB Stuart says refereeing is worse and TV coverage is better Cameras at every SPFL match therefore increased scrutiny uh, And Token Jester says How do we know the current refs are the best? Who's in the second group ready to move up? We don't know And therein lies the problem No clarity Someone somewhere decides And we don't get to find out why 0141 on the phones We've got a full time teaser for the guys coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a, a call or a tweet if you've got anything to add. Uh, we are going to get back to the phones as soon as we line up this teaser. Jerry and Erskine sent this one in. Bit different tonight mm. um, So fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you've got a good question That you'd like to send in And hear us uh, Go about on the show Sometimes it causes a bit of drama Especially with these two On a Thursday Jerry's is Certainly a simple concept Thanks. I just wonder how you're going to get on with it <clears throat> Yeah <clears throat> Can you name The number 10 For every team In the Scottish Premiership Number 10 for every team we always talk about this number 10 in football Every team needs a number 10 Who's Celtic's number Celtic's 10? not got one Have they? It was Dembele So You sure? So you sure no one came in and, and took that? Christmas 17 Forest um, Didn't give it Charm. to Marvin Compare or anything in the summer? Um, I'm pretty Charm. sure There's no number 10 at Celtic Sure <clears throat> Okay if that's, if that's your answer for Celtic I'll, I'll note that down I'm probably not going to tell you until I don't later think on. Celtic have, have they? Because it would be a midfield play Right, okay So, so let's start the, the top of the league You're good at this Kelly <laughs> Kelly, number 10 Greg Stewart No, no he's not He's near the number 10 Who's Well, okay then Who's number 10? What about the ones you know for sure? Are know. there any in the league <laughs> That you know for sure? <laughs> what about Rangers? Ajaria? No Yes Ajaria? Yes. Your favourite player ah, He's never a number 10 What did I tell you? Right, so right. What about Aberdeen? That's a, an easy McGinn, one McGinn. Yes so you're making it yo, You two have got a great knack Of making things seem difficult When they're actually not Yeah that bubble will get two Who else? Uh, Hearts is number 10 Jim Yes oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright that's 3 of 12 So you're doing pretty well so far Aberdeen's number 10 is McGinn Hearts number 10 is Jim And Rangers number 10 is Ajaria We're going to see if we can come up with The number 10 for every team in the league This should be good fun At Clyde SSB Who's been hanging on the longest Gary in Scythe, I think Hi Gary Hi hi, Gordon, how you doing, alright? Yeah, all good What did you make of last night, Gary, as a Celtic fan? Oh, um, it was hard to watch um, Especially the second half We created virtually nothing um, I think some of the previous callers were right We just we looked like the same team we were right at the start of the season We were zero options Griffiths was a bit laboured But he certainly didn't look fully fit, to be honest, as well Um I just thought we struggled. We lacked creativity. I was crying out for, for Tom Logic and Forrest to come on there. Well, but they left it the last 10 minutes before bringing him on. Um, and it was just probably one of the worst second half performances mm. I've seen in a long, long time. It's quite worrying, obviously, with was obviously Kilmarnock on Saturday, but Kilmarnock sitting top of the league. Whoa. Rangers. What are the reasons? What are the reasons for it then, Gary? Because in the last couple of weeks, people have been talking about how Celtic are looking particularly creative, and then we've had this debate about Scott Brown, and we look quicker, we move the ball quicker when he's not in the team, and all the rest of it. D- do you think that did that play a part last night? 
I actually don't think that was part of the problem. I think that our one shining light just now is Ryan Christie. Obviously, he's the only one that looks as if he can break into the opposition penalty box and like he done for his goal. Um, I thought Scott Brown actually played not bad last night. He was passing it forward. I think too many players in the, in the team, like in charm at times, um, they look to go back. That's what my point was, obviously, with right back being a big issue. Yeah, I think Scott Brown. I agree with you, Gary. I think Scott Brown, for all that's been made, uh, oh, he slows the team down. I think if you look at the goal, it's Scott Brown's pass, pass yeah. out to Tierney. Um, it's got pace on it. Okay, Tierney does great to control it, but it's forward. And I think last night he was he was fine passing the ball round the corner, taking it in tight positions. You know, loads of wee chops. I, I think he was fine. Um, where I was disappointed is. You know, when you're missing Forrest And like I say, you've got Hayes Who's waited so long for a chance That I just expected more He, he mm. just looked lacking in confidence When he was running at players I guess this is the reality I, You know, like you say that, that That's just where Johnny Hayes is And that's what he has to yeah, do That's what yeah. fringe players have to do But then at the same time How difficult is it as a player? The guy's not played since August I He's know. played three times no, I know that. He's played three times this season mm-hmm. None since August It was the 5th of December and he's expected to go in and make an impact. He didn't, and now all of a sudden people are saying, "Ah, well, you know, that's him. He's clearly not good enough." Yeah. So, what's how, how do you how do you how do you judge that fairly? Um, you can't really. You've just got to judge it on game to game when he gets an opportunity, and it is a little bit unfair, Gordon, because as any player will tell you, you need a run of games. You need a few games to get yourself going again, um, get up to the the pace of how Celtic play. And I felt for Johnny Hayes. I still don't think he's in long term he's got to be at Celtic. I think he'll move on. Uh, but I agree with Mark. I thought Scott Brown played well last night. I don't think that was the case of why the play was so slow in the second half. Because Celtic actually played quite well in the first half, moved the ball quickly. I just thought the two centre backs yeah, were 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 very, very slow at moving the ball and they were taking too many touches and by the time that the midfield mm. players came to get the ball the, the space was closed mm. down I, I just think Celtic had an off 45 but once again we were a different class G- Gary it might seem like a, a strange observation but even in the last three minutes when the, when the board goes up three minutes and you're expecting Celtic to throw everything at it Gary I think was it not twice within those couple of minutes Benkovic got it and booted it miles over everyone's head straight into the Motherwell goalkeeper uh, it, was, it just summed up the full second half to be honest I think Celtic need to really think in January of getting some more players in because some like last night making seven changes to the team it just shows you how different our first 11 to our second so-called bringing our subs in like Johnny Hayes players like that I do feel sorry for them because it is hard coming in for being sitting on a bench every week hardly even getting game time off the bench to come in to start a game but I don't think Christian Gamboa helped him much either because he hardly ever, when there was any width, when he cut inside, he never really went round him at all. Mm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, agree with that. What did you make of Gamboa's performance, Mark? Um, I thought it was disappointing, if I'm being totally honest. I thought in the first half, he looked shaky at times. I thought he gave the ball away a number of times. Um, one in particular, he gave the ball away and he, he kind of went down injured. And Motherwell got their best chance Was he fouled in the lead up to Motherwell's goal do you think? I think there was an element of that um, However I think when the ball is in there And it's clearly in there I think he can he can go and take that before it bounces 
I don't and think he he's strong enough, Mark. I, oh no, I know that. But when the ball's in the air and he's got no one opposing him, I think he goes and meets that full on, just heads it or brings it down. I think he lets the ball bounce. As soon as you let the ball bounce, big guys like Motherwell have got. I just invite some in to do what they, they eventually mm. done. I do think he was a bit. It was a bit harsh. He could have had a foul, but just deal with it first time. I thought he did that a number of times. Gimbo, he let the ball bounce and. I agree with Gary I thought when he's got the ball He didn't really offer that overlapping run And he's got p- bags of pace to do that uh, And that was a disappointing thing So guys like them haven't taken their chances But Gary's point there At second string 11 That was nowhere near a second string 11 If you look at that team The only guys who haven't really played would be Hayes, Hayes and Gamboa. Gamboa The rest all uh, Have all contributed this season So it was no means a shadow team that Celtic put out last night it was only a couple who haven't played regular final word to you Gary well it'll be interesting to see what he does against Kilmarnock to be fair I feel resort back to the team that played in the cup final whether Brown will play or not I think personally in my opinion I think we're a better team than Scott Brown does play but that, that's in games like mm. I would be against an Aberdeen or a Rangers however because I think we might we play better with Forrest McGregor um, players like Ryan Christie in the team but I do think we, we miss Scott Brown in the team as well to break up the play because he did do that quite well last night as well great um, stuff so I, I don't think we can just put the blame on Scott Brown coming back into the team for last night's performance anyway good man thank you to Gary and Colsyth it's 01419511025 to join him uh, or at Clyde SSB on Twitter Mm, what about this teaser one. tonight Full time at Clyde1.com Send your questions in If you want to try and get them on air uh, Jerry sent the one And he's quite simple Looking for the number 10s For every Premiership team You've got Niall McGinn At mm. Aberdeen You've got Arnold Jim At Hearts mm. You've got Ajaria At Rangers What about St Johnston Liam Craig No Davidson Oh he's 26 no. It's Witherspoon St Johnson Yes David Willers Can fair before you start Shouting rubbish out <laughs> I'm trying to take a bit of Limley Who's <laughs> sure. naming the fool St Johnson team <laughs> Mean Yeah that's why I don't want this to become You just run through every player That's too easy Do you know what it's really That's bon- why I was thinking about Waiting to the end Before I confirmed if they were I'm Boyle Hibs Yes I've got him Okay McGinn I've got Jim Boyle Ajaria Witherspoon <laughs> Jim is a Rangers fan from Kilmarnock What's on your mind tonight Jim? Aye guys, I was up at a game last night and I was even tickle holder on that. I actually phoned this a couple of months back and I put this point across and it's still no change, is it? But Stephen Gerrard, every single week, no matter who we play, if it's uh, uh, Moscow and uh, Europa League, Air United, Motherwell, last night against Aberdeen, it's a 4-3-3 every single week. The ball's got to go left or right. Nobody knows what to do and get a ball like a Barry Ferguson or a Steve Davis type player would get the ball and run through a midfielder like run through midfield and a striker would run off for a nice pass to slip through. It doesn't happen anymore. Teams know how we're going to play every single week. And I heard Gerard saying there's not much else he can do. Either is. He can change the formations and try something different tactically instead of going with a 4 3 3 every week. Now, Matt Warburton gets slaughtered for this. And Stephen Gerard doesn't seem to get any criticism for it. I mean, Rangers do it well, Gordon. Mm-hmm. We've seen, you know, Taverniers deliver delivery. Easy for me to say, Candias, etc. Perhaps lacking a bit at the moment from from the left side because of those issues which we've discussed. Um, what about Jim's suggestion then that you know something needs to happen through the middle? That that creativity driving forward. Well, sometimes as a manager, you have that um, formation that you bring your players in to suit, 
And I think that's what happened to the Rangers manager. He brought in 15 players. He looked at what what formation does he want to play at Ibrox. I think Jim's got a good point. Sometimes you've got to just mix it up because he has got options to go maybe a 4-4-2, stick Lafferty up there with Morelos as well. But he seems to like the wide guys. Candace on the right-hand side, Middleton or Kent on the left, a bit of pace, a bit of trickery. So Been missing Kent perhaps then? No, because I think young Middleton's uh, not let anyone down. I think he's been uh, really good since he went into the team. Um, I think that when obviously when Kent's 100% fit, he'll come back and give the kid a, a rest. Um, but it goes back to that midfield three, the balance that the Rangers fans are talking about and the manager's talking about. Someone a little bit different in there. Um, but, some, you know, you look at Brendan Rodgers. How many games did Re- Brendan Rodgers play Four two three one, but constantly. But it but, changes it when things change in the game. Yeah, I mean, last night when Aberdeen totally. got to ten men, uh, and it's Cosgrove that gets sent off. Mm. They're one guy. It's up front. Is there any need to play? Continue four at the back. Could he not mm. have not have changed that and a different formation? Let these white guys go go further forward. On the Alfredo Morelos uh, debate, Gary's on Twitter. He says, "Bring in genuine competition for his place and tell him it's not all about scoring goals. Discipline's part of the game, and it's something he needs to learn and quickly." He's twenty-one, uh, but I do have faith in him and our manager to get it right. What do you make of, I suppose, the sending off in itself last night, Jim, and then the bigger picture with Alfredo Morelos? Ah, Started to warm uh, to Morelos this season, but was, last night was just it was ah uh, he's an idiot doing stuff like that. And to just when we were on the Morelos point, I watched it today on my phone. I was obviously at the game. You don't get a great view of where we were sitting. I watched it on um, one of the links on Twitter the day. See the boy Shunny. He was mm-hmm. doing it. I said Frank Bruno had hit him. There's, I don't think anybody's picked up in the play acting that the boy done. He t- I'm not seeing what done Morelos on his right, but the boy Shunny was doing as if it was Frank Bruno had hit him. He certainly did make the most of it, but that's not an excuse because Morelos oh, was oh. bang out of order. Bang out of order. And uh, he deserved to uh, get sent off for it. And um, I was listening there and said, well, it's not all about scoring goals. When you're a centre-forward and you're playing for Rangers or Celtic, yes, it is. It's about scoring goals. That's what keeps you in the team. That which makes you become a fan's favourite. No, I think but I, I it's know not you're all about scoring goals. Yeah. Scoring goals is good, but try and sort out the other... Sort out the discipline Of course Of course That is up to the manager That's man management now Hmm. You know the boys First and foremost Is staying on the park I know what you're saying Scoring goals But Mm -hmm. Staying on the park And being disciplined First to get in the team And then Stay on the park And help your teammates out By scoring a goal That surely comes first Right this January Some of the world's greatest players Will be under one roof At Glasgow's SSE Hydro For the second edition Of the Star Sixes Either of you two Had a call up yet? I'm injured, Gordon. And he, and he nah, just... I've lost my number, I think. <laughs> yeah, funny that. This isn't still the same uh, exercise oh, bike injury, is it? I just can't is go over it. Yeah. Do you remember that when he said, oh, bad cycling accident, and everyone thought it was quite serious, but it was actually, it was, the, really it was, the, it was the spin bike in the gym. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Star Six is more importantly, Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland, Wales, and the rest of the world all up against each other. It's a couple of days of competition from the fourth to the 6th of January It's going to be A cracking couple of days out Ryan Giggs has just signed for Wales I bet he's still Got a bit Gordon 
Yeah, oh, the career yeah. he had Yeah, Giggsy Yeah, I mean Michael Owen will play for England Robert Perez playing for the rest of the world We've got the likes of James McFadden and Barry Ferguson So it's going to be an absolutely cracking day out A couple of days out If you're looking for a Christmas stocking filler Why not go to Clyde1.com for the ticket information And, more importantly, the chance to win VIP tickets Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL is here. Mark Wilson, his Thursday sidekick, is alongside him. And they're going about this full-time teaser. It was sent in tonight from Jerry. If you've got a good question just like this, or it doesn't need to be like this, it can be any type of teaser, full-time at Clyde1.com. If you send them in, we'll try and use it. On the show We're looking for all the number 10s In the Premiership You're doing okay You've got Niall McGinn Aberdeen Arnold June At Hearts You've mm-hmm. got Martin Boyle At Hibs yeah. uh, You've got Ajaria at Rangers And David Wotherspoon At St Johnson You got any more? Yeah well Mark is Celtic man I'm a motherwell man And we both think That they don't have A number 10 And the reason I'm saying motherwell Is because of The late Great Phil O'Donnell and I think they retired his number for me. Correct. Brilliant. They great did. shout, Daz. Well done. Phil O'Donnell. Uh, as Gordon says, the late mm. great Phil O'Donnell, the jersey was um has been retired for some time. So there we go. Motherwell don't have a number ten. Mm-hmm. Did they retire your number twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Did I think Gamboa, my number was, 12. Gamboa was wearing it last night Was he not? <laughs> same performance <laughs> right. The same stick that Mark Wilson used to get Right, come on You've come up with a couple of good ones uh, oh, Hamon, James Keatons You're a lot better at this than I thought I don't know whether that, that means that I had really low uh, expectations yes, And St Mirren Cammy Smith I'm going to go for Absolutely flying Right, that's me I'm done now Many more You've got a couple to get You decided you're, you're adamant Celtic don't have one I'm adamant Celtic don't have one Dembele left And they've just not filled it? No they've not filled it I'll give you it Well done Yes oh, right, I was okay. just trying a bit of psychological warfare yeah, I almost worked there actually. I was trying it during the break and everything But they're, they're yeah. not having it So right. what's that? We've got three to get yeah, You've got three to get 01419511025 on the phones Mark's a Rangers fan In Helensborough Hi Mark Hello uh, Thank you for having me on. No uh, problem. I've got a couple of points, but the first thing is, can I just say, I heard you talking about referee or somebody saying about referees not knowing the rules. I'm well aware the referees are absolutely know the rules. Yep. They try and keep the game going, and I think there's a lot of people who watch who don't necessarily know the nuances of the rules. That's an, that's an aside. Um, yep, fair the point. main point is a lot, of, a lot of my fellow Rangers supporters are... Uh, um, are criticising the team and I, I can understand that various players saying not playing with heart etc I think that's speaking through more disappointment than an object, an objective view the players are you know Morelos tries very hard Lafferty tried perhaps too hard the defence are, are, are trying it's not that it's not through lack of effort but I feel that they are missing something in midfield such as Jordan Rossiter, um, tight player now. I know Rossiter's constantly injured, but that's the type of player. And perhaps we, we also miss the fact that Arfield was out. I'm not always Arfield's biggest fan, but I feel that a player in his particular position was actually lacking last night to be able to distribute the ball from the, the forward point of a diamond, if you like. 
And I, I think that's quite. Uh, I'm sorry. I think my clock's about to boing, boing. Um And and the uh, the so so that's one thing that's lacking. And I think that they do need to fill that point. Ajaria and Kuyabali are too inclined to square passes. Ajaria is good at winning the ball, but his forward pass isn't necessarily always going to be defence splitting. The other quick point I'd like to make: a lot of people are talking about how poor Flanagan is. Flanagan's a right back to start with. And secondly, the comparison with Wallace. Now, Wallace was actually, he was a good player, but Wallace has not played for two years. So let's not think of Wallace now as he was then. And I would also say that as he was two years ago, Wallace was not, in my opinion, necessarily the best defender. I think he had a lot of frailties as a defender. He was good going forward, particularly with Barry Mackay. But Wallace is not actually the best defender we've ever had. So, And he, he was very poor at jumping, by the way. All right, well, let's go through a couple of those issues, Mark, because you, you've raised a couple. And by the way, I almost had a heart attack, but then I realised it was Mark's clock that he was talking about in the background <laughs> there. So um, uh, moving swiftly on, I'm not saying this applies... Necessarily to Lee Wallace But Mark does raise something That we, we do perhaps We are guilty of in football Players very often Become a whole lot better When they're not playing 100% mm-hmm. I mean, and, and could that be applied o- to Lee Wallace? saying You become a better player In the stand Sitting in the stand People say oh he's not playing Yeah you're right No I don't think so <laughs> Fair enough. No, but Not in the case of Lee Wallace In my opinion Not in the case of Lee Wallace I think Barisic looks a top player When I've seen him But I've only seen him in a few games I think if you're comparing Lee Wallace To the other two and Mark's right, I mean, Flanagan is a right back. So if you're comparing Lee Wallace to them as a left back, Lee Wallace is better. There's no doubt about it. And Lee Wallace came off the bench, when was it for Rangers? Wasn't this too season. long ago this season. Mother, yeah, but I think Mark so, means played for a sustained period. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I don't think I don't think he he would be um, any worse, is basically any what, worse than what these guys are I think it would give them better balance I think he's a natural defender on that left side I think he would give pace going forward I think he'd be an all-round better bet than, than the two Rangers have got playing there at the moment Thank you to Mark in Helensborough Let's hear from Warren Kearney after last night's draw at Easter Road Yeah, please, number one, please with the performance and I think you know we wanted a response from Saturday we were, we were disappointed you know, from Saturday, and, and I think tonight more than anything, we wanted to get to get back up and, and and hit that same level again. And to be fair, you know, for big parts of it, you know, we've we've been really good. Still a big team, and still have have players that can hurt you in the in the blink of an eye. So, um, no, very pleased with the performance, but just disappointing. I think, you know, to be ahead twice, and and particularly the second one coming from a corner, I think it's just a, a different type of delivery that just catches us and, and that we weren't ready for, and just frustrating, just that that we concede in that manner, and and it doesn't give us a chance, you know, to see it out for 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 an even bigger reward. You know, it's not one of the where you say to Adam you instruct him that to possibly try that I think he's that impulsive type of a guy that he has that in the locker and I think it's quite similar to the first one where he pops up in a bit of space where nobody's near him um, it sits up nicely for him and, and it's one thing seeing it but it's another thing to, to, to execute it but it's, it's a cracking finish Almost an injustice that Adam Hamill's goal couldn't win the game You know, it was a great point for St Mirren Hibbs was continue not, mm. not as bad perhaps as they were at the weekend but still on a very difficult run of form we're not hearing from Neil Lennon at the moment um, mm. Gary Parker's doing a lot of the press um, What did you make of that then? I understand that's, that's common for a number two To do the post-match But for two games in a row um, I think that's unusual um, Hibs are in a slump No doubt about it They need to find a way out But credit to St Mirren 
Because going to Easter Road is not easy uh, Especially after being beat at home You know, there was high hopes after the Hearts game And I'm getting something against Hamilton In the field And it'd be easy to sink again But to go Easter Road And score a goal like that I mean, Alison told us at, at for Park He scored another wonder goal I never in a million years one of the, Thought it'd be like that And that's what's great about Scottish football There are stories everywhere It was what I genuinely was thinking Can't wait to get home And, and mm. see that later You you never would have scored You were never in your own half So you can't possibly have I, scored from I, there I, Honestly in my playing career I couldn't kick the ball that far <laughs> That doesn't that. surprise me I yeah, could I not that. kick the ball that far I would never have <laughs> In my life been able to score that goal a Wonder technique. strike wasn't it? Oh Superb um, Will that be beat this season? I don't think no, so No No way to, to even have the vision And have the ability And the confidence to try it yeah. Well done to him Fantastic. By the way You talk about You know Maybe one in a million But he scored one not Oh I know yeah. From 40 yeah. yards No but Just I love a the, of weeks the ago. keeper's reaction As well oh, He tries to dive oh, don't bother He dives but then when he gets up And he looks Who do you blame? Nah exactly Right Let's round off this teaser Jerry sent it in Full time at Clyde1.com If you've got a good question We're looking for all the number 10s in the Premiership We've got Niall McGinn Nobody at Celtic James Keatings Arnold Jim Martin Boyle No one at Muddle Ajaria Witherspoon Cammy Smith We're go- I'm going I to go he's got one Kilmarnock I'm going to go for Kilty Yep well oh, What a shout that So you've got is. two yeah, to well go done. Livingston and Dundee Oh no No that's Dundee uh, I have no idea McGowan No he's Paul McGowan Dundee No You will never get Dundee's basically No We could be here till midnight You wouldn't get it mm, Jockey Scott Jockey. Right no. okay so Levy uh, Menga No nope. oh. Keegan Jacobs Oh what's his name What's his name Who? We number 10 We number yeah. 10 Terribly <laughs> 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 uh, Sybil Yes That's great Sybil well, I just put you your misery with Dundee. There is Give not a, a chance. Give a clue. Get it. But in form, in form. A foreigner, I take it. He shares his. He's got the same first name as one of the most famous musicians of all time. Oh, I don't know. Joe Longthorn. <laughs> <laughs> he no. sh- shares his name. His first name is this the the surname. Louis if Armstrong. You like. No. No, sorry. His yeah. His his first name is the same first name stage name as this guy. Elton Nwatala Thank you to Mark and Gordon Callum Gallagher's up next So make sure you stay tuned He's got Nina Nisbet on tonight's show And all the details how to win that FA Cup final prize as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's